Hello? Okay, there's Josh. Hold on, let me get Cody. Hey. Okay, that's all of us. Guys, I think we should really talk about this disaster. I know, it's terrible. Yeah, this uh, could not be worse. Well, maybe not like that. I mean... No, I, I agree. Nothing could be worse. All these people accusing Carol Baskin of murder. Uh, what the what? There's no proof. What good does it do to wildly speculate over a cold case 20 years gone, tormenting a strong and independent woman with the terrible things in her past when she's just trying to move on? I, I, I don't even know what that is. That's not what I meant. Yeah, see, of course not. Thanks. Thanks, Cody. Thanks. Yeah, clearly you're talking about how hard it is to find a roll of toilet paper in this goddamn town. I mean, it's, that's closer. That's not... Uh, uh, what are people doing with all that toilet paper anyway? I know what I'm doing okay, with Seinfeld. it. <laughs> What's the what? deal with all the toilet paper? Oh, like, my no, God. Uh, no, what's the idiots. deal with all this Tiger King? <laughs> no, you idiots. I'm talking about COVID-19, the coronavirus. What's that now? Haven't you heard? There's a pandemic on. We need to shelter in place. I mean... I haven't even seen Josh leave the house in weeks. How's that different than normal? Okay, but Cody, you're not, you know, an insane shut-in. Surely you've noticed something is up. Oh, all the virus stuff? Nah, Alex Jones says it's all fake. And even if it isn't, I'll uh, pray it away. You know, easy peasy. Even assuming there is this virus situation or a, what's that have to do with us? We can't release any of those episodes we recorded. I don't see why not. Well, you you spent most of our episode on Satan's Cheerleader talking about how <laughs> a nano sliver and zinc cure every illness and make you into a Superman. Uh, yeah, prove me wrong. I believe nature is doing that as we speak. Fucking nature, come at me, bro. And then there's the Bikini Bloodbath Shakespeare episode where Josh just rips into the Chinese for an hour for no reason. Uh, my takeout was late that day. But, but I think the reasoning that I used there was pretty solid. <laughs> Which bit, the part where you keep making gong noises or where you start answering every question with racial epithets? Fucking no one has a sense of humor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Don Rickles would think you, you went a bit too far. And there's the bit at the end where you challenge China to release a deadly disease to prove you wrong. I fail to see what this has to do with anything. This is just like that episode we did on Airport 77. That would be the one where you uh, you gave step-by-step instructions on how to successfully hijack a commercial flight. Yeah. That episode that we released September 10th, 2001. I fail to see the problem. Guys, did they even have internet in 2001? Don't point out holes in the bit, Cody. Sorry. It's fine. We'll just record some new material. Good. That's all I really want. I can do a sketch about how Bernie's going to take it all the way to the convention. No quitting for that guy. And I can talk about that uh, road trip across the U.S. I definitely plan to take next week. Oh, God, whatever. <sighs> so, what else is happening? Bring us in, unless somebody else wanted to bring us in. Bring us in, buddy. Right. No, nah, I'm good. Hello, listeners. Welcome to... I am not going to say another episode of that podcast stuff, because it isn't. It was an episode of things that we are doing. This is like a very special episode, like one of those after-school special episodes, right? It's kind of yeah, a very special episode of everybody's that. lives, I think. 
it's like it's like uh, well, a, it's like uh, that episode of uh, different strokes where they get stuck in the refrigerator. This is just like that. It's very similar. <laughs> uh, that bit in uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull where he survives a nuclear blast hiding in a refrigerator. <laughs> I'm going to survive this thing because of my refrigerator. Yep. Full I, mean, I spent a lot of time in my refrigerator over the past uh, <laughs> last few weeks. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Sylvia Plath did it in the oven. In the oven, Josh. Sylvia <laughs> <laughs> hey, Plath did that. I don't want to be original. <laughs> Boy, howdy. So, so uh, that's less than a minute until first suicide reference? Or... <laughs> It's <laughs> a good, uh, good record for us. Hey, I'm Josh. Right. I'm uh, one of your hosts. Your other hosts are Aura and Cody. Hello. Cash money, Cody, please. Cash money, cash money, Cody. You see, it's cash funny. money, Cody. That is your Zoom name here. And uh, I, I, when it first popped up, I was like, I know he means cash money, Cody, but it's missing the E. And so for some reason, yeah. it made me think of like a Digimon name. Like cash money, Cody. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is how they spell it. The like monetary units in Kingdom Hearts is this way. <laughs> I think. I think no, that's it's U N N I E. We'll get there. <laughs> I have things to say. I uh, <laughs> sorry, real quick, unrelated, but since I have all my like technology stuff around me for the sake of this meeting, I just happened to see that I got a Twitter notification. And it's uh, an artist that I follow that actually used to be at the uh, Lawrence, like um, the Free State Con or whichever one. But it's clearly a spam thing because it's me and two other people that I follow. And it says, Ray slash band sunglasses are on sale today for only $24.99 each. And then it has like a URL code. That's, uh, that's too bad that we won't be able to get that out to the viewers in time. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only it's only us that will have the Ray-Ban code. Yeah, so, sorry, limited time offer. Yep. Um, Oops, you lose. So, Josh, do you real quickly want to want to breeze through uh, what we're doing here today? Yeah, uh, I, I was going to say first, this is a somewhat unusual episode for us in that this is the first episode that we are recording with this grouping where we haven't all been physically present in my shitty apartment. <laughs> dingy uh, only i am in my shitty apartment cowering from the windstorm you guys are in your own respective shitty apartments this is i true. mean it's doubly funny because you're using windstorm as a metaphor but there's actually a windstorm <laughs> happening right now i was i was not using it as a metaphor it's, it's oh. very loud outside my window it has been oh, shaking well. it all night well cool metaphor then bro my my cat is terrified no, I. Uh, it was funny because because uh, I for a second there I was gonna try to like scroll over, like I reached out for the thing for a half a second, and I was like, I want to see the kitty, and then I was like, No, you, that doesn't work in Zoom. Like, <laughs> no, no. oh, there he is. There he is. <laughs> if you, you shine a laser pointer background? into your camera, I think it'll show up in Josh's apartment. That's a good point. <laughs> oh i'm sorry i interrupted you twice there josh like it was i interrupted even my own interruption so what were you? so we got uh, everybody will know we got a little bit off uh 
of our release pattern. Uh, the right before all of these uh, the disease <laughs> madness struck us, uh, the laptop on which we were storing the uh, the raw audio for the episode vanished for a while. Uh, so we've been un true. unable to meet and lacking in the uh, the laptop which the previous episode was on. Uh, and it kind of just knocked us from honestly we're we're uh we're not getting paid for this and our commitment to it is uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes I doubt our bit. commitment to sparkle motion so like well, a little thing will knock us off well a little thing like not having a laptop and also the potential death of the human race will uh get us off of our recording schedule is what we discovered i mean i can't i can't speak for either of you but uh you know having to adjust my whole existence also took more of a learning curve than I expected. I mean, as yeah. I said to everyone I know, I haven't adjusted my existence. <laughs> I said I wasn't speaking for everyone. i a person who works from home <laughs> and doesn't get out much. Co Cody had several comas he had to go through. True. <laughs> and I'm, not, and I'm not criticizing anyone in the group for it. I'm, I'm, I'm as guilty of it as anyone else that we that we fell behind on stuff. Yeah, and, well, you know, yeah, I, <laughs> I missed, I lost, aka misplaced a laptop mm. in my own uh, trunk, so that well, threw us off for a while. You, don't, you don't need to cop to that, man. <laughs> 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 this is not about guilting anybody. Well, um, so well, so, we're, I don't feel guilty. Well, let me okay, just say, yeah. so like, <laughs> you know, uh, while I was, uh, I was telling Josh before. Uh, I think before even Cody showed up, uh, you know, like this, this has been sort of an adjustment with even, cause I didn't, I mean, listeners don't necessarily know this, but, uh, I don't, I didn't have internet at my house even <laughs> like I've, uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've lived sort of off the grid in that way, uh, for a little while. Um, yes, listeners and, don't know this, uh, Aura lives like a savage in order to prevent <laughs> his wife from having any means of sending pleas for help to the outside world. <laughs> The uh, I mean, the real reason was it saved me sixty dollars a month, and I'd just go up to school if I needed to use the internet uh, for anything. Yeah, but did you really have to pay to put a payphone? Was you say did you have to pay to put a payphone in your front yard? But uh, <laughs> but what I was telling Josh was uh, I have this neat setup now. Uh, I've created effective a set. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> yeah. so that, like when the yeah. when I have to talk to the students over the internet, like they can see books and plants and things in the background, uh, in my dingy apartment. That uh, if I if I were if if I could show the the listeners, uh, you would see that uh, it's it's not it's you know I'm effectively bricked in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you no, guys no, can no, see my place, but I already. <laughs> Adora finally has that 48k modem installed, so he can. Uh, <laughs> hey man, very uh, slowly oh, down. Hang on, hang on, hang on a second. Uh, 50, no, is it oh, that line from Hackers? 36.6 is going to change the world, or something. Damn it, I don't remember. <laughs> oh man. Is is that one of those sweet new 36.6 bods? <laughs> <laughs> My family's first computer, we updated from uh, 512K to 640K RAM. Nice. Yep. <laughs> All I know is I could play the original PlayStation 1 Spider-Man game on our, like, OG family computer. But before that, 
my dad had an IBM ThinkPad, and that was our home computer. That's handy. You could play <laughs> Asteroids on it. Mine was a uh, Intel Pentium 100. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, my family's first computer was a Tandy Radio Shag. I can't remember the numbers, but it had a it did not have Windows. <laughs> it had Tandy operating system or TIOS, which was their yes. their DOS shell. Back in the... Okay, yeah, we're very. I mean, we're very old. <laughs> That is correct. Why I wanted to bring it. Hey, that's, uh, uh, this is a Radio Shack in the year 1999. Do you guys have anything that's going to run Linux? Hey, when we bought it, we got, I, got a, I got a sweet copy of Space Quest 2 with it. <laughs> yeah, you could, and that, in those day and age, you could also get video games in literal cereal boxes. So. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, so what we're doing with this episode is trying to sort of bring everybody up to speed with what we've been doing. And then we'll be back. Cody's bringing himself up to speed right now. <laughs> <laughs> you do what you got to do. You know, you know he needs people to watch or don't shame him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, Cody. <laughs> then in the next couple of weeks, we'll have some episodes of uh, that podcast stays up all night to finish out the month that we never got to finish out. And then we'll be back to, uh, to a regular schedule. So We're going to do an April shift it over to, uh, to May the shift so that'll be pretty fun so uh with the You're welcome, lockdown, everybody for obviously still. everyone is uh everyone is finding things to do despite the bit in the sketch that we did i have not actually watched tiger the tiger king thing i just Man, uh, i just i have no enough pop culture to fake it right it is uh, kind of fascinating though so sort of on this show we were thinking maybe we'd all just talk about what we've been doing who wants to Who wants to go first? Not everybody have, at have, once, oh, right? <laughs> I can go. All right. Well, hang on. All right, Mister Host. Mm, uh, well, who? Uh, I mean, here's my list. Um, do Do you Jesus. guys? <laughs> I'm winging it, man. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> How about, how about you do something, Aura, and then Cody, if you want to do something, then I'll do something. So it's not sure. with me talking. Yeah, that sounds good. And we can fill we'll up some time. Through. That way. Let's do like one thing. Sure. So for me, I have spent an inordinate amount of time on the couch watching watching things on the television. Um, usually uh, for, for the last couple of years, I've... I've done uh, a Sunday night noir and that's been pretty much besides, you know, a, other sort of television here and there that that's been sort of my one standard thing. Um, but uh, I, st- I tried to, a couple Sundays ago, I tried to watch a noir flick and like, you know, it was too heavy for me. <laughs> like I was like, I was like, Oh God, like everything in the world, like, like I need something light, you know? And so I switched it off and put on a beach movie, like an Elvis. Uh, the movie was Clam Bake. <laughs> I, just, uh, I was like, Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah, right. Um, it's just a cheesy, you know, beach flick about you know a guy who's you know trying to make it in this world, and everybody's in his way, and you know, kicking sand in his face, literally. Commercial clam salesman. Yeah. No. It. Uh, and so. 
So I, uh, I, I sort of started to suck myself into uh, beach movies and children's television over the last couple weeks. Um, You're watching... here first. Dora started to suck himself the last few weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that's not the first time they've heard that. Um, so uh, the last either. So so a bunch of Elvis beach movies and. Uh, I uh, I actually uh, tried to watch Dr. Goldfoot. Uh, it turns out not a beach movie, despite the, the title of the movie being Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machines. Um, <laughs> so uh, so I, I did not care for that. Um, and then uh, and then as far as children's television goes, I've been watching, uh, like I watched the Looney Tunes Golden Collections. Like I've been working my way mm. through a couple of those. Uh, I finished Ultra Q. I think I I told you guys that uh, on an episode previous that I had bought it and I was looking forward to it. Uh, I, I need to borrow did that off you. What, what did you think of Ultra Q? Um, I'm I'm one episode away from being finished with it. I'm gonna finish it tonight. But um, it, it's weird because it's it's sort of um, it's like a children's take on uh on uh, kaiju monsters like Man. as told through the lens of kind of an X-Files like show. <laughs> like that if is, that makes sense. It does, but it's so many layers of sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so it's that's like how, uh, it and it's, was, it's that's how Ultraman is too. It's like why why do we need these extra layers of like guide or whatever like for the episode to follow? Cuz then after it establishes it it starts like breaking its own rules too. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, um, I mean, I think Ultraman, uh, the first Ultraman series, is the next one after Ultra Q is over. Um, yeah. So, so you get to hear me talk about Ultraman in a couple in next week or the week after, I imagine. Um, <laughs> but um, and then I also uh, sort of sucked myself back into uh, Ocho Sentai uh, Q Ranger, which yeah. is uh, the 2017 season of Super Sentai the one based on the star constellations and things. So that, uh, I watched that whole season. Uh, I, I watched the whole thing of ultra Q. I watched two of the two or three of the golden collections and a bunch of beach movies. Um, spend a lot of time on the old sofa at the moment. <laughs> oh no, I think I sent you a text about this, but I don't know if it went through because here's another thing audience might not know. Uh, or his phone gets every 10th text message. It's true. Um, <laughs> Night Flight used to have, I, I subscribed to the service called Night Flight, which is this show on USA that was kind of a precursor to Up All Night, except it would play music videos and weird shit. Um, and one of the weird shit file things that they would do is they had early uh, Sentai Ranger shows that they re-edited into this thing called Dynaman. Stop and they have their, their run of it on their streaming service. I'd wondered I'll, if you'd heard of it. I'll have to check this out. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, What they do is they take the, one of the early shows and they cut it up and redub the audio over it. And nice. do sort of a... Uh, what's up, Tiger Lily? The, that would be the, the Woody Allen thing where he redubbed a... He and some other comedians redubbed a, a kung fu movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really well, weird. I did see that um, Shout and uh, and the company that does the the Sentai stuff uh, released a YouTube uh, channel where they're going to where um, 
where they just play Sentai stuff, like, 24 by 7. Yeah. Like, it's a live streaming thing. I Well, it said it was a YouTube channel, but when I clicked on the link, it was a Twitch link. So I don't know. Uh, I, think they, I think they have a Twitch thing, and they also, if you have a Roku, there is a Shout Factory, uh, like a free streaming service that they run. It has a lot of commercials on it, which is a bit annoying, but it does have a lot of Sentai content. So if you're able to get a Roku stick off of, I know we have a mutual friend, you were going to ask about that. Uh, that might be something worth checking out for you. Sure. See what they have streaming, if there's anything Because that's what I need is, is, is more time on the TV. <laughs> Well, we have some time yet until the, the world maybe doesn't end. Oh, gosh. Right. Until we find out whether this is it or not. This is it. So, yeah, those are the, those are the things I've been working through. But uh, I really, you know, like I said, I've been, I've been focusing on light sort of things because, you know, the stuff with heavy content or too much thinking was was starting to weigh heavy on me. Like I realized like, you know, uh, even something, you know, that has nothing to do with the thing, uh, you know, like a murder mystery or something like that was just too much to focus on. Like it's, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I get that some people are like that. I'm never like that. I was suggesting. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a production meeting that we had before this, I was suggesting that we do a show about, hey, let's do like a virus media show. Nora was like, I don't know that we want to do that right now. And I was like, why? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I just, you know, people are here for entertainment. <laughs> also, the day after the, the Aurora Theater shooting, I, I laughed really hard at a, at a mem about it. So I don't know. I don't. <laughs> my, my sense of humor isn't uh, time sensitive. Refined. Yeah, I fair mean. enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do do Man, I go you next? Got, turn? You, got, you got people right now googling like Aurora shooting jokes too. Like it was it was the day after the shooting. I was at a party and a friend showed me and was like, Oh my god, and showed everyone this meme and it was like spoiler for the new Batman movie, uh the audience dies at the end. I laughed a lot. A lot of other people didn't. <laughs> I really wish really I bad. really wish that in some instances that could have the, the visuals could have translated because the look on Cody's face was like, Oh, that's terrible. I'm trying not to laugh, but that's terrible. <laughs> well, it's, it's it, the surrounding everything of that specific incident, like is just yeah. so many layered to, cause I was just thinking about, there was a YouTube channel that I watched at that point in time that they did like parody commercials and stuff. It was kind of just like a lower budget version of college humor videos, but they had a dark night recreation like trailer that had a bunch of different things back and forth. And they had their characters say the line, like the famous line is you either, you know, die the hero, you live long enough to be, see yourself become the villain. And they changed the line to you either die a hero, you live long enough to be in the sequel. And then they got like weirdly in trouble for that after like the other stuff happened. And then they like had to take their video down. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not like, to me, it's not a joke about the people who died because that's obviously terrible. No. It's just sort of a no, joke I mean, about like, spoiler culture. <laughs> right. Yeah. Weird. 
But uh, on the <laughs> – there we go. I was just about to segue. On the six-front side of things, I know Orr was talking about how yeah, right now he prefers some lighter fare, which I definitely do too. I mean, we I've already talked about on this show Animal Crossing a little bit, and obviously I've had lots and lots of time to do that too. But for the last, like, couple of days, the thing that I've sunk myself back into is the video game Bloodborne, which is one of the – video games from the people that make the Dark Souls games, except it's all themed around, like, Victorian era plague stuff and all of this, like, blood ministry things, but <laughs> it is kind of scary, because, like, you go around, and the background noise is literally, like, zombified people, and it's just, I was I was playing it with headphones, and it's got dynamic sound, so you can hear if something's coming up behind you. But as you're walking through these like cramped cities, all of the background noise is groaning and characters going <laughs> like everywhere you walk around. And then it's like scary, like <laughs> groaning and chains and stuff like that. So we turn the volume down and listen to other stuff. Hey, so side note uh, about that uh, for for you guys. Has, uh, has every cough been coronavirus for you? Like... Yourself or other people? <laughs> I cough year long. <laughs> yeah, yeah I just, I have... at a certain point, I just stop worrying. I'm just like, I'm either dying from this thing or I'm not. Yeah. All right. I we have we have all like everybody here at our apartment here. Everybody that I know has also had allergies or something else that they were like, oh god, is this it? This is it. I uh, I I also had a pretty severe allergy attack. Was it the day before yesterday or two weeks ago? I don't know. Time is meaningless. Um, I think I think it was the day before yesterday, and I was I was like sneezing up a storm, and every so often it, a little cough would slip out, and every time like it'd be like the record scratch in my head, like <gasps> oh no, is this <laughs> you know? And I knew full well it was allergies, but you know, like it was really weird too because like. Shortly before all this happened, I was sick for a couple of days. I don't know if Aura remembers that. Yeah. Because it was, I took, I took a week off of work, and then in the middle of it, like always happens, I got sick. But it was, was just for like I one like... day. So I was like, was that, was that the virus? And I was like, but if it was, I was probably, I might have been the first case in the fucking United States because it was some time ago. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got, like, really, really sick, like, a month before all this started, because I had to take, like, a bunch of days off of work, and I remember, like, before all of this, at that point in time, I was like, oh, my God, like, uh, are we going to have enough people at the store? Like, is everything going to get covered all right? All this other stuff, I need to get back out there. <laughs> that's a that's the big no-no now. You left me yeah. alone with the boss? <laughs> yeah, for multiple days. Don't worry, the comics industry is about to die, so we're all good. Yeah, well, that was, you know, it was nice while it lasted, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the comics industry has been about to die for a very long time, so. That's actually That true. was actually, I, uh, so that was, that's the segue. I talked to Aura a little bit about this before, I guess, we started, or maybe this will end up in the episode, but Josh, I got in the mail my Kickstarter copy of He is a Good Boy came in. Have we talked about this at all? Do you know anything about I this? I don't. I don't. Nothing is springing to mind. It's an interesting cover. It's the um, 
It's a uh, web comic that Casey Green did. That's like its own full story. And uh, the story is still free online that you can read like at any point in time. You can go check it out right now. But it's about uh, like 450 pages. And he did a little Kickstarter that was like, hey, like I'm setting the tier really low. This is basically like just if you want to get a physical copy of this book. And then there were different like tiers and stuff. So uh, me and a coworker went in together on it and we both got our copies that had like a signature and like a little sketch piece too that you could stick in the front of the book nice but it's a really long and crass and uh very very brightly like colorful and weird messed up story about this like acorn that finally leaves his uh tree like try to get water to bring it back and then he comes back with the water and the tree is being cut down so the rest of it is like all right, what's what's the rest of my life? And it's got like sci-fi and horror and comedy elements and all sorts of crazy stuff like that. But it's gorgeous. And it's still free to read online. So if you're looking for something to do, read a cool 450-page long comic online. Oh, that, that would be the again? thing that I plug. It's called He is a Good Boy by KC Green. Cool. The website, I believe, is like the initials so it's H-I-A-G-B dot com. Dot com. <laughs> but yeah, I like it came in and there's a lot of like weird stuff about death and, and cycling things. And it's, uh, the juxtaposition is very like cartoony and extremely brightly colored. But it was like, man, this is just like a bunch of really, really heavy, heavy <laughs> media that I'm consuming right now. <laughs> I I do wonder about the the thing about the death of the comics industry. Like I wonder if it's I think Cody and I have talked about this a little, like the music industry, which uh, at the advent of of Napster and MP3 and the uh, the slowness of the music industry to really react to changing uh, market practices, kind of killed the music industry, but it didn't matter. Right. Like because there's still big artists and there's still small artists and there's still venues for things. It just it just changed the way in which people consumed it without killing the art any... form. And I'm wondering if that's a thing that might happen with comics. Uh, do you uh, have any particular opinion about AMC and the troubles AMC is having, Josh? Uh, fuck AMC. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, I, haven't, I haven't been paying enough attention to the problems they're having. I mean, this will have a big effect on the theater industry. I know that. I have friends that work for other chains that are less. Well, that's the thing. A AMC might like close permanently. Yeah. That's the thing. Like they, they're saying that they already had enough debt. It's kind of like a pay less shoes situation where, like, nobody really pays attention to big company debt because it's such a standard like yeah like most companies are in debt on a level like that but you still have employees and infrastructure and blah 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 but uh depending upon like how they manage to work out their business model it was something like if they can't open in like the next two months they are probably going to have to like shut like that whole chain down they'll probably open something in two like months i think something but close to that effect i think i can't remember and with big companies, they operate more like governments where it's debt matters less than income. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, Silicon Valley does the same thing, but that makes for businesses this kind of scenario really nightmarish because if they can't do business for a few months, then you know suddenly they just have debt. And uh, this is the other thing that I was thinking about specifically for the comics industry. The thing that people talk about is the monopoly that you know Diamond Distribution has on it. I mean, Todd McFarlane started Image. Like it's not that far a stretch to think somebody else starts like a bigger printing distribution or just multiple small ones a couple of indie places i don't understand why they wouldn't be able to do it but it's just like it's the weird model of like how do you get bulk inventory in stuff like that it sadly it might be a death knell for local comics retailers Mm -hmm. which sucks I mean, a lot of local comic dudes are often, you know, teetering on the brink, you know, already. And, yeah, you know, gonna push some of them over. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, you're already in a situation where it's 10% of the, out of their bottom line for the year yeah. at, a, mm-hmm. at a minimum, you know. Um, and so there's that. Um, as far as the, the distributor angle goes, like, uh you know there used to it used to be a multi-node distributor model and the reason why it sort of consolidated was was in an effort to sort of i mean it's like it's like dealing with the game industry right now where like oh some distributors have some things and some distributors have others and it's this constant like you know Mm. and and that's how it worked with comics too you you know if you wanted an issue of you know swamp thing from last week or whatever you'd have to call all the distributor asses and figure out which one of them has some copies of it um and and so that's that's how the consolidation sort of started to occur also along the lines of you know um uh the uh the publishers started to sign exclusive contracts with different distributors and eventually uh, I think Diamond, I'm not 100% certain on this, but I think Diamond was the exclusive distributor for DC Comics. And uh, mm-hmm. because of that, you know, DC Comics had had a real great couple of years uh, because of the Batman movies in the 1990s. Um, and so Diamond Comics was big enough to just start snapping up other smaller distributors until it became mm-hmm. one. Um I just I just read a book about this. That's one of the things I've done during uh, during coronavirusing uh, quarantine. Here is I, I had to write a book review for a book called uh, Comic Book Incorporated, uh, and it's it's a book review that I've owed a, a mutual friend of ours uh, for the for a journal for quite some time, <laughs> and, and I have time to do it now. <laughs> Yeah, I finished a Gundam model that had been sitting on my shelf for a really long time. Nice. So it's kind of like we're both doing the same type of things, you know, or with your paper and me with my Gundam model. It's true. I mean, any if you're trying to finish anything for a long time, because, I mean, I've had that book. Like, that book has been sitting and staring at me, like, just out of my field of vision almost every day for like six months <laughs> like there's, i told her i'd have like... it like three weeks after she gave it to me i'm like oh yeah i can crank out a book review the thing is um in the last couple years 
uh, I haven't done a book review. Like I used to be the book review editor for this journal and I haven't done anything with book reviews in a couple of years. I, you sort of forget how for like a while <laughs> I was like, like I sat in front of the computer and I was like, how do you do this again? And so <laughs> it, it took me like I had to, I sort of had to grab a, a couple copies of different journals and like sort of, you know, memetically. How do I have an opinion on things. <laughs> right. Well, I had to memetically come up with like how it's done again. Like I was like, oh, okay. So you start by saying something nice about the author. And then, you know, like, <laughs> so. That's how you start. <laughs> well, I mean, I was, I was just following orders. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know about that one. I don't know. <laughs> Did you have other media you wanted to talk about? Or I mean, I've, I've enjoyed our discussion here. I don't want to, but you know, just for no, the sake I mean, of like the, I, the big thing that I wanted to plug was, like I said, this this book because I like it a lot, and it's it's darker, but it's not like I don't know. It's not going to send you into a depression or anything like that. I, the other thing that I said is I've been reading these Goodnight Pun Pun books, and that's basically like a Japanese version of like a BoJack Horseman story, minus like the comedy and the fun stuff. <laughs> Like it's it's pretty intense. I got into book three and they started uh, retroactively like going back and they definitely present you things in the first couple of books that you don't have like the whole picture of and then you go back and you're like oh the situation is literally like even worse than the already bad light that it was portrayed in and like every, people are lying to each other to just kind of like keep stuff even keel. But. Yeah, a, I've been playing Bloodborne and doing that. We've been watching movies. We watched like a bunch of Adam Sandler movies with our roommate and Parasite. Finally saw Parasite. Why are you exposing yourself to Adam Sandler film? Like we we did one of those for the show once and I never want to watch. Actually, we've done two of them now. And I never want to watch a goddamn another Adam Sandler movie ever again. Like which, both of which, which, yeah, which ones did you watch? No, which you, one? Cody. We watched uh, oh, we, Eight Crazy Nights and what was the other one, Aura? Pixels. <laughs> Pixels. Ugh. And Eight what Crazy was the other one? Fucking terrible. Pixels. Oh my god, that's not even fair. There's like, there's like two decades before that worth of stuff. We I mean, watched. I, uh, I love early Sandler stuff. <laughs> I'm over it. I never wanted. I like. I never want to watch another Adam Sandler movie ever again after Eight Crazy Nights. And then we watched Pixels. <laughs> bad news for you, Aura. Uh oh. <laughs> you went from up on that good animated... Adam Sandler movie called Going Overboard. Oh, God. It was the earliest, <laughs> and from everything that I've heard, shittiest of his movies. Wow, that's terrible. No. What about no, what about no, 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 no. Or never mind, that's Will Ferrell. What about Punch Drunk Love? Watch that one. Which one? And then you'll think that Punch Drunk Love. Oh, I love Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. I like I like See, that I great. like early Adam Sandler. I've seen a lot of Adam Sandler movies. I would say even oh, up yeah, to Little true. Mickey, I mostly enjoyed his his uh, catalog. <laughs> Punch Drunk's really I good. Love... Funny People's really good. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that I heard good about, but I never saw it. The Cobbler. Is that what you're talking about? Oh. Uh, oh my god. 
And then he's got a magical shoe movie. Uncut Gems, was that it? Oh, yeah. Fuck. I've seen that movie like five times now. That movie's amazing. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's great. Uh, people recreate scenes from that in Animal Crossing like on a daily basis on Twitter now. It's amazing. Nice. Wow. <laughs> you've been doing a lot of Animal Crossing too, haven't you? From what I've, what I've gathered. Yeah, there. I hit a um, I hit a, I hit the point where it lets you like terraform your island, so you can dig up like water or new cliffs wherever you want. And the day that I hit that, the next, the following like five days from like morning till night, with the exception of eating and maybe like watching TV, that was literally all I did because it would be like, okay. I'm laying down all of these paths that I, you know, have spent hours and hours building. And then you get to where you put a bridge or a staircase and you realize you're one square off from the rest of your path that connects to the town. And you can't just move the thing. You have to destroy it completely and then build a new one or move it. If it's somebody's house, you have to move it to a different spot and then move it back to like the correct space. So, yeah, I spent a, a lot of time meticulously ironing out my town no thank you (laughs) it still doesn't look nearly as impressive as some other people's though it's it's great have you seen some of the like really impressive pictures of either of you of like what people have made with it not a lot no no i've seen a few things i saw i wanted to tell you cody i saw a thing where people were staging scenes from a lighthouse yeah yeah there's a bunch of that the the movie recreation thing is really, really cool. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, there's somebody who is shot for shot. There's an island that you can visit where it's basically like a photo booth, but it's not just you. It's any of the assets that you already have plus any of your villagers. So people have shot for shot recreated a bunch of like Britney Spears music videos with just like the islanders and the props and stuff in it. I've seen like an episode of The Office too. Oh my God. I guess everyone has a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Minecraft. It's just like there's just so much stuff that you can just use, but you can like remake or recreate something as opposed to making a completely new thing and you make something recognizable. Yeah. That gets your views. That's what it's really all about. Ka-ching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some I don't asshole know how you fedora makes a lot of money. <laughs> don't blow up our spot, Josh. We're trying to make a podcast. <laughs> what is going on with your hat? All right, it gets more ridiculous the more we go. This is you. Sort yourself you, out. You you actually sit. Okay, so we're you know because we're on Zoom, we can see each other right now. And this is not normally how we podcast. Normally we podcast like on a, you know, Josh is in a chair and then me and Cody are on the couch, but we're not facing. We podcast like a jury. Yeah. yeah we, have one, we have one nice microphone that we set up on not very nice stands. And so, <laughs> and, uh, and so, so the thing is about my hat is this is sort of what I do during the podcast all the time is just keep futzing. Cody and to a lesser extent Kyle can probably tell you that this is pretty much all I do is move the hat around in different during the, every episode. So so this has gone on for years and you actually didn't necessarily notice. 
<laughs> I'm always off in the office chair. <laughs> uh. And you guys are on the sinking couch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Should I talk about my stuff, or did you have more to talk about, Cody? Or? No, I'm good. All right, cool. cool. That's uh, more talking that I've done in like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is more talking than I have done probably in, uh, since the last time we recorded. <laughs> I've been Don't worry, we'll get back classes, to a barter. So. <laughs> I mean, we'll be back to a barter system soon. I tell, like I said, I tell everybody like this wasn't much of an adjustment for me, but the adjustment is going to be going back into the world when this is over, and I'll have to be like, I have to leave now. <laughs> There's things outside. Um. So right before all this shit started happening, uh, I found an online buy one get one sale for some uh, for some PS4 games, and I managed to score the complete Kingdom Hearts and uh, Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel one, two, and three, like with the first two in Steelbook editions. Ooh, hundred bucks. Shit. So. Uh, obviously I was super psyched about that, but now that all this stuff was happening, I was like, I've never actually beaten Kingdom Hearts because I got a PS2 very late in the game because I was very poor for a lot of when PS2 was out because I was a grown ass adult and I had to, you know, not just ask for things for Christmas, but try to afford them. And I could not mm. uh, until very late in the life of the console. So... I've never beaten Kingdom Hearts, and I always I played a lot of Final Fantasy games, and I liked the idea of Kingdom Hearts. So I was like, "All right, this is I'm gonna sit down to this one first. Uh, Kingdom Hearts One is one of my least favorite video gaming experiences. <laughs> I beat the game because I wasn't gonna fucking let it win, <laughs> but I resented every fucking step of the way. Don't let the darkness into your heart, Josh. Oh, it's the darkness was into my fucking heart whenever I was doing them uh, fucking hundred acre woods jump puzzles. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's just uh, the, the, the idea of the game for for people who don't know. It's like a mixture of Square Final Fantasy fantasy bullshit with like Disney properties. So like you're flying around between all these different connected worlds with like Donald and Goofy. And uh, hanging out with Aladdin, but also Cloud fucking shows up every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> it's real weird. <laughs> uh, the problem that I had with one, like it, the character designs are great, the the graphics are pretty good, the music is pretty good. Unfortunately, the creators thought that they had created an engine that would work well for jump puzzles. They were very wrong. Uh, I'm not a huge platformer fan in general, but the combination of really clunky camera controls and just the worst jump responsivity makes it excruciating to play a lot of the game. It's <laughs> no fucking Super Mario 64. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And and I got to say, I'm, I'm playing I, the second one after, and I'm loving the second one because they largely ditched the jumping shit. And yep. it made a two million is, tiny improvements, and it's a brilliant game. But the first two one, is the best one. I was like white knuckle angry at, like like when you first you, you there's this bit where you you get this book that's all the Winnie the Pooh characters, and you're going in here you're interacting with them, and it has the Winnie the Pooh theme. And I was like, oh Winnie the Pooh, I loved Winnie the Pooh when I was a kid. So I was like, this is so winsome and awesome. And then 
the first bit that you have to do in there is you have to like climb up a tree and protect Pooh while he tries to get honey and these bees are trying to sting him. But you, you have to try and land on branches and you can't. So by the end of it, I was just like <laughs> screaming like, Pooh, you fucking dirty cunt, you son of a fucking whore. Like it made me hate Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> it's not that's not okay man <laughs> like no. the anger uh, that it brought out in me it, one has some like classic things and then two starts to get into like okay i get that aladdin and hercules and winnie the pooh are in this game but also there's all of the original tron stuff and the yeah. johnny depp pirates of the caribbean pirates <laughs> of the caribbean <laughs> start weird dude yeah, they start mixing in the styles. And then by the time you're going to get to the third one, which has been like multiple decades since the first version of two came out, yeah. then it's already hit its uncanny valley thing. I imagine it's going to be crazy. I have the complete, so I tried playing a chain of, like I, for a minute I was like, I'm going to do like all of these. So I started Game Boy games. Like, rechained or whatever. Yeah. And then I, after a couple hours I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. But maybe I'll watch this. Uh, one of them, they didn't actually remake the game. They just put all the cinema scenes in like a three-hour cinema scene thing. <laughs> and I started watching that. And after 10 minutes, I was like, I'm not doing this. I don't or, care about any of this. In the uh, in the comics industry, you understand the, the bullshit of like you're reading this like ongoing series. And suddenly they're like, oh, we put this little bit of key plot information into like a one-shot thing that you also have to buy. And you know I'm how familiar. that kind of sucks. Kingdom Heart is a franchise that has literal story elements that like last throughout the series that were in fucking mobile phone games that were region locked like to Japan. So yeah. the people who are fans of this franchise literally have to like rely on other people and translators to even like have the full entire story. Um, and everybody just sees it as bullshit. like the Disney stuff. And like Game Boy Advance games and shit. Yeah, I think Chained was yeah. the, one of those. There's a PSP some game of them are, in the series. Which, I, I was just about to say, yeah, some PSP. of them are PSP exclusive. You have to have Nintendo systems as well as Playstations and like other things to play this whole series. It's insane. And all the non-mainline mainline games have names that were created by a random word generator. <laughs> it's like the Fast and the Furious franchise. I like forced this computer to watch Dream all these Dream Drop all of these Dish movies. Dish. Here's what came out in this video game. My favorite is Kingdom of Hearts Dream Drop Distance. Yeah. Well, there's also Kingdom yeah. Hearts 358 divided by two days. <laughs> that was the one that I had on the DS. <laughs> I thought that was a joke. No, no, nope. these aren't jokes. These are the titles of hilarious of games. Yeah. <laughs> and we haven't even started talking about the clone things or like the whole heartless aspect of yeah the crazy plot oh shit. I mean, it has a reputation for having a crazy plot. I don't know if I've played enough Final Fantasy games that I can just follow, but like I can more or less. <laughs> but that's the other thing that like so many people like it because at the core they're pretty they're not hard to pick up and everybody immediately like is the, the Disney stuff is iconic so. There's like half of the people that play this franchise are the ones that are like reading the Wikipedia entries at like 3 a.m. so they can know everything that's going on and how it ties in with like Final Fantasy. And there's the people like me and the other half of the people that play Kingdom Hearts who are like, 
oh my god another fucking anime cutscene. like you just mashing the x button try to get through it's like i just want to go back to like sliding around on my keyblade sword and entering <laughs> struggle competition uh, yeah one is one is fucking awful with the possible exception of the, the halloween world uh two yeah. is so charming and it does like like the halloween world the the nightmare before christmas world and the first one they have alternate character art which is really charming and awesome and helps you forget that the level design is terrible in one because they're all just very small corridors um Two has a bunch of different, like my, one of my favorites is there's a bit where you go to old Disney and all your characters are like black and white and in the style of Steamboat Willie. Yeah. And the, and the, the image gets kind of like, like choppy and sort of artifacting stuff with, uh, with lines, like it's scratchy film. And even the sound, like you hear like sort of, I swear to God, there's the sound of a film projector at mixed in on yeah. those levels like i yeah. the sound up, definitely so like, I, I was a projectionist for years and that is a fucking film projector <laughs> do you do you have these moments where you're like oh crap gotta change the re-. no no <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> so so I've done, I've done a lot of that <laughs> um what else hey, have i been josh doing? i have wanted to talk to you uh i have uh I've been meaning to ask you this off the air, but we're on the air, so why not ambush you with it now? Um, how the fuck weird is wrestling to watch at the moment? Because oh people, my god! Because yeah. people on the internet are. This is that's ho- this stuff is hilarious. It's so surreal. The, I watched part of the WrestleMania, which is the first WrestleMania to be done mm, not in front of an audience. Uh, there's some matches coming up that I'm really excited for because I've heard good things about them, but uh, I haven't got to them yet. The early matches are just, they're very bizarre because what people are saying and the sounds that they're making matter so much more. Uh-huh. Like there's a match, uh, there's an early match between uh, Kevin Owens and uh, Seth Rollins that is really interesting for the amount of vocalization that they do. Because it's very much about like, Kevin Owens won't quit and Seth Rollins is the cruel heel who's like he's trying to be this benevolent messiah but he he can't resist sort of grinding this guy beneath him and uh and eventually of course that costs him like his arrogance costs him it's a very standard Uh wrestling narrative but the way in which they talk (laughs) about it uh is is really interesting and there are like key lines that matter to it and that wouldn't have come through you know, yeah. the other way? Like, there's... Because in the arc of the match, Seth initially defeats... Uh, well, he doesn't defeat. He gets a disqualification, I think. Which will, which means there's no belt transfer or something like uh-huh. that. Uh, but the entire thing, like, in, in the build-up, Kevin Owens has been like, I want my WrestleMania moment. Like, I want to do... I want to do this. That's a big thing in, in WWE, is your WrestleMania moment. And it's been, it's just this really brutal fight. It's mostly Seth Rollins beating up on Kevin Owens. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're on the outskirts and Seth Rollins gets the bell and he smacks him upside the head with it really brutally. And then he like leans down and he's like, that's your WrestleMania moment. Uh, and then because it's going to end on DQ, but Kevin, but Kevin Owens is like, no, make it no DQ. Like he's, and he's barely, he's like crawling. He's like, no, come back, make it no DQ. Let's fucking have this out. <laughs> Seth Rollins is like, okay, we're going to do this. And they have a fight and somehow, you know, Kevin digs deep and gets the advantage. 
and lays out Seth on the announce table and climbs up to the top of the, like, the WrestleMania logo. And he's about to dive on him, and he shouts, how's this for your WrestleMania moment? And he, like, dives on the guy, and the table just it does a beautiful splinter where it just, like, the sides of it just shoot out. <laughs> and he pins him, and it's like, that's actually really beautiful. Huh. Like, it's, it's a really, if you're into wrestling, it's a really interesting and cool match, I think. In that, it is about the characters talking, you know. If you're into Shakespeare, they wear tight pants, too. Well, uh, did any of you guys watch any of Saturday Night Live last night? I did not. Uh-uh. So Saturday Night Live, they, they, they did, you know, skits through the distance situation. Um, many of the jokes, of course, derived from things like Skype and Zoom sort of humor, um, which, you know, we can relate to. Um, but uh, there were several people who were just doing, like, um, normal Saturday Night Live sort of skits, but from their house using props that they would have around their house. <laughs> so it was, That's pretty cool. Yeah, that it was, was weird. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, it was the musical act did his through sort of a, a, a Zoom, you know, sort of thing. It was, it was, it, it was performance art to be certain, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, you know, I, like you said, with wrestling, like it, it's, it is always performance art, I guess, as, as mm-hmm. is Saturday Night Live, but now it's a different form of that performance art, you know? Yeah. When you change mm-hmm. the conditions of performance, even for something that's, I mean, in both cases, supposed to be live, right? Yeah. Then uh, just changing those conditions radically alters the product. They, uh, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about, like I said, I've been teaching my classes through Zoom. And uh, I heard somebody say, you know, teaching or doing classes through Zoom is the difference between sort of doing live theater versus like putting on a television show. <laughs> you know, mm. and uh, it does kind of feel that way a little bit, you know, like the definitely I can tell the students are much more passive, you know, they aren't as, you know, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's a little frustrating as, as a, you know, but, but I also get it, <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah. it's easy to pull up another window and just keep the, you know, keep the doofy professor talking in the background. Exactly. When I was young, I would have done that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to you can't see anything below here. I have a pretty good. I, ha- I have uh, a pretty good indication I you mean, are not wearing pants. I assume uh, we're all dicks out for Harambe, right? <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Pants indeed. <laughs> I got coffee today. The, that was a when Josh showed his sock garters earlier. It was weird, you know. <laughs> I did want to plug uh, one other thing. Uh, other than my sock garters. Yeah. Uh, it's a tentative plug because I've only watched the first episode, but uh, Tales from the Loop, which is a, a series on Amazon right now. It's based on a, a series of paintings and also a pen and paper RPG by this guy named Simon Staleg. I think that's how his name is pronounced. I'm not sure. Um, who's a Swedish artist. It is... The easy comparison would be to Stranger Things because it's set in the 80s, but it doesn't have the heavy 
layers of cultural referent that Stranger Things has. Uh, it's it's still about children in this alternate 80s, but it's in an alternate 80s in which there is this weird technology uh, that is causing things like robots and dinosaurs and shit to be running around. Uh, Sounds like Paper Girls. It's sort of like Paper <laughs> Girls. Uh, it's it's, a, it's a, That's a better comparison, I think, than Stranger Things, actually. Uh, but it's a mm. bit more Scandinavian. It's kind of cold. Like, it's... Uh-huh. It's set in all of these sort of cold and, and, and dead landscapes. Like the first episode is about this little girl who like her mother works at this facility where they're working with this weird technology and the girl goes to school one day and she comes home and her mom has vanished. And then mm. through the course of the day, she, she hangs out with this other kid and I'm going to, I guess I'm going to ruin the first episode here, but you know, awesome. one episode she hangs out with this kid and, and through his family. And we eventually find out that, the kid's mother is the little girl grown up and and she goes she's traveled forward in time and she has to travel back to to live the life that leads her back to where she is the mother it's your kids marty and where is this show what is this uh it's uh it's on amazon, amazon. prime so if you have amazon prime it is free with that glamazon yep and also just the we, visuals on it are extraordinarily striking, which if you look up the artwork for Tales from the Loop and its sequel, uh, which I actually like better, uh, Things from the Flood, uh, it, it's just gorgeous artwork that juxtaposes these snowy rural landscapes with like robots and dinosaurs. And the uh, the Things from the Flood is set in the 90s and it's more horror themed. So you'll see like weird monsters and, and just shit against this landscape. It's just, I cannot recommend it, the art enough. It's it's just so great. Mm-hmm. Look. It's show really it. similar. It's really similar to the board game Scythe too. Like Scythe looks like that. It's very, it's like foggy, really big landscape things that are just like, like uh, littered with these like remnants of other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There goes Cody, not able to shut the fuck up about Scythe again. <laughs> no, he's he's right. It does oh. the robot design. No, I, I, I know. I'm just. He's not, I, I've I've been poking Cody at this the last like this is this is kind of an ongoing gag between me and him. I I, I believe you. Oh oh God! Don't make them do that. That's gross, Cody. <laughs> They're robots. It's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Make, make so, robots kiss. So, uh, hey, Josh, uh, Josh, sorry to leave you out of this one for a second here. Cody, you've been doing anything with uh, with your lady friend? Whoa, geez. Put me on blast there. I mean, like... I got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that. I mean, if you've been doing that, that's fine, too. But And that's if you if you want to talk about it, you know. We're here for you. Go on. Well, she's in the room, so I don't want to say anything. <laughs> but I, I mean, like, so me and my wife, uh, we have, uh, we, there had been a project we were working on where we were working our way through through Star Trek uh, uh, as uh, chronologically uh, from, like, the episodes that play earlier or that, that are set earlier. We were watching those first through mm-hmm. the uh, and we had made it to season five of Next Gen, but we were borrowing those from the library. And because the library shut down with the, the thing, 
like now we you know rather than stall out i i did i happen to have had uh the deep space nine box set so i was like well let's just start with deep space nine so uh in the last uh about week and change we have eaten through star trek uh deep space nine season one together <laughs> so i didn't know if <laughs> oh gotcha i see um we uh early into the quarantine we polished off the last of uh 30 rock uh which ah. is we were we still had about three seasons left of that and uh Haley finished that for the first polished, time but go on <laughs> oh i hate it when i let that well you too and it's you and it's max that <laughs> screw me with that that turn of phrase <laughs> anyway we did 30 rock and then um there uh, Haley also has her own switch so we like both play animal crossing together so that's always been a big thing but uh she is a really really big fan of this older anime called yu yu Hakusho. uh so i've been starting a little bit on that and Haley hasn't seen the newest season of jojo's bizarre adventure which is part five and i've seen the first half of it so we've been trying to find that but the uh streaming services for that have been spotty at best so that one's kind of been stagnating a little bit but is there anything else we've been doing eating a lot of fast food <laughs> she said eating a lot of fast food that's absolutely right you guys ready to kill each other yet no we've we haven't really come close or anything we uh oh man okay so this sure. will be the thing that if that this will be the story afterwards, like that we'll look back and laugh on. But the like the, a day into the quarantine, we have a ceiling fan in our room and we only have one like air conditioning duct that's all the way at the top. So we kind of rely on the ceiling fan to distribute that. And it's an older unit. So it's like wobbling. And it started uh -huh. making this like knocking sound, like literally like a metronome in our uh -huh. room. So it started driving us nuts. And we went like one day where we just didn't have the fan on and the air, like not that it's super stagnant in our apartment or anything like that, but like it was just, it felt like that. It felt like stale. So we were like, oh my God, we have to do something about this. So at one point, we like we're standing on the bed and then finally i put a bunch of masking tape up there and it stopped it for like a day or two and then it kind of came back it is it had just like wobbled loose enough so here we got a whole pause, roll pause, of time, out, time out for a second here <laughs> this sounds like the recipe for disaster i don't i mean i don't know where this story's going but but I can't imagine a situation where one of you doesn't wind up with a, a, a ceiling fan blade, like in the emergency, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. I've had, I've had uh, like the edge of the dustiest ceiling blade in the world, like brush up against my mouth. Oh. And uh, that, that has been about the worst of it. And like, we have tried, well, I say we, I'm the one who has been up on the ladder because I am the tall one. And there have been some short exchanges. It's like, what if, what if you tried putting it up like this? And I was like, no. Uh, it must be hell being tall, Cody. I'm, yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> or is just jealous because yeah. he's not the tall one in his relationship. 
<laughs> that's, that's a joke. His wife is also tiny. He's <laughs> like Terror of Tiny Town over at that place. Kind of is, yeah. <laughs> I'm always wearing Western gear, and I don't really understand why that is. <laughs> cowboy hats like all the time. It's just bizarre. That's that's just a fetish thing. Um, <laughs> and it would explain why the chaps are like a bar, I guess. So, uh, uh, did you guys have anything else real quick before I ask the final question here? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, any any uh, any self improvement? Are you guys doing any self improvement <laughs> regimens? Uh, let me just say, like, I have been cooking like crazy. Like, my whole fridge is full of like, pro like cooking projects. Like, cause I can't. I mean like I can't shut off my brain <laughs> and like, and being stuck in the house is literally bouncing off the walls for me, you know, <laughs> like, um, and, and so, I mean, I've been doing a lot of cooking. I've, I've tried to walk, uh, I've tried to do a, you know, walk around the block at least once a day. Uh, I've listed, a you know, uh, about a hundred items on eBay, just like cleaning out my garage. And I'm like, I don't need these D and D minis cards from, you know, 12 years ago like I don't you know I don't play this game and I don't know where the minis are that go with them fuck it somebody on eBay might <laughs> want them for five bucks you know like things like that so so I I've been trying to you know simultaneously clean the garage walking and and eating healthier but you know who knows how many of these habits will stick after this is over but but you know for now how about you guys I like I said my schedule hasn't really changed a lot so i haven't uh had impetus to to make positive change in my life i do want to say or has lost some weight and i i need to i need to probably start doing the same because i am not going to be the only fat guy on this podcast <laughs> oh, don't worry happen. i'll i'll plateau out i'll uh I'll, <laughs> I'll hit a certain place it happened to me last time i lost weight like i got to to a point and then that was it like I, there was no more going <laughs> I mean, I mean, the point is being healthy, not losing weight. Oh, sure. I, uh, you know, I, I have said for a while, like, if I started losing weight again, my goal was to be able to buy pants in a store rather than have to special order them online. So yeah. that's, that's, that's where I'm at at the moment is. So. I have not done anything to improve myself or, or humanity for the better. Um, well, well, so <laughs> I, how do you guys I feel about that? that? those memes that have been going around that are like, Hey, if you don't come out of this with a new skill or, you know, like that sort of thing. Well, they're, they're, they're by very pressure. <laughs> What's that? I do. I do feel there's that just that, like for, for people like us, or I mean, I guess not us. So let's say me specifically as somebody who um, I don't have the job that was my main job is just like furloughed by the government right now. So, Alleged, I'm a. I'm not getting my uh, unemployment checks, so but that's just on government or you know our state side of things. And I, I'm not in a bad situation where that's like hurting me. And I already filed my tax returns, which I got those, and I got the last paycheck from my part-time job. So I've been like totally fine. But there is definitely this idea of like if you're somebody like me who basically has a free pass to play video games or do whatever you want all day long and still get money out of it. There's like this idea that you should be doing something productive with that. If it's like 
drawing or painting or learning. And then, you know, that's where the laundry list of like things come that are the identifier of being like successful, which is stupid to think about that you need to be successful during like a big thing going on like this. It matters a lot more that you do things that you enjoy. The the thing that I feel bad about, about this, uh, but all this happening, which isn't entirely about the coronavirus, is the is falling out of doing these podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Like this is a creative outlet, and I enjoy it. Um, that was the part that I felt bad about. It was like I'm not I'm not posting new stuff. I'm not giving content to people who mostly won't listen or stuff care. But <laughs> the, oh no, we have need we to, have a very need to do that. listening base. Like there there are about you know there are several you know. people who who you know, we'll, we'll say I, uh, nobody noticed us missing. <laughs> that was, that was weird. But <laughs> when I posted up that, that, uh, shame Cody post on the old, uh, on the old, uh, slumber party board, uh, there were several people who liked it. So, yeah. I mean, I think there are people who listen to it. I think that nobody said anything about it being gone, like at least in part, because a, a lot of those people are people that know us. We'll, we'll be honest about it. Uh, and B, you know, everybody else is also doing a lot of shit right now. So it's you know, right. podcast stops posting. It's not a thing you'll notice. So yeah, I mean, we we were missing equipment to do it, but also, you know, it took us a little bit of time before we started even recording this today to figure out how to work it and a make sure that it was going to be a format that we could still do and work. Obviously, lots yeah. of other people do it, but you know, making sure that we all individually have enough <laughs> technology to hobble together one brain. Yeah, well, and we're still not a hundred percent that this recording is going to turn out well. You know, so so yeah, I I mean, I I asked the question, the original question, because you know, and and one of you guys said it like that that privileged position sort of thing. It mm-hmm. is interesting that that you know that privileged position that you would come from to to have to be able to because uh, you know, uh, in some ways, like you know, I'm like Josh in in the like this thing has only hit me sort of peripherally you know like my my main paycheck is still coming uh and my wife is you know considered essential personnel so she so she still has her job so we you know we haven't had to struggle like some people you know have and and in, i mean some ways my I only it, go ahead in some ways i think it gave you back a lot of time aura because you and we're not gonna, gonna talk about all the specifics but aura teaches at a lot of disparate places and has to drive a lot during his week and you know, if you're tele, if you're teleconferencing your your students, you are not doing that. So it did give you a fair amount of time, I'd think. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, like you know, uh, it's it's in my personality that like I can't not be doing something. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I, you know, I that's that's how I've ended up in this place where like you know I've I've been able to do some of the self improvement stuff is because because thankfully, you know, this is, you know, it sucks for a lot of people and, and the, the virus sucks, but in some ways it has been a real, you know, positive boost for me. And that like, like Josh says, I have, I have a number of hours back in my life. I don't normally have. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that'll definitely be a thing. That... Like unemployment is currently at like 20 or 30%. Right. But that means like, 70 to 80 percent of americans are still having to work yeah and not all of those are people working from home like a lot of people are out there manufacturing important goods a lot of people are out there uh 
bringing us those goods, like working the supply chain to get things to people. Mm. Uh, a lot of people that were laid off from daily jobs, I'm sure, are then out, you know, because our unemployment system was not prepared for this. And I'm sure there's a humongous yeah. backlog. Uh, that's the that's the thing that's like really been i had a small panic moment the other day but like obviously my situation is okay and i i live with Haley, and like we're together and so that's like it eased a lot of stress that i have had like going on for sure but i mean i've been posting about it like a little bit on twitter a little bit on facebook and people that i i have never talked to in my entire life before like retweeting my stuff and like adding our like governor and stuff like that and like see this is another person and then you go and look at our um because the website is so bad like today was the first day that i would be able to file last week's claim and at no point in time today could i get the website to like fully load just to get the login page so i'll have to wait until tomorrow to do it but it's like I'm still one of the lucky people who has an internet connection at home. I have a cell phone. I can try calling them every single day. You know, think about all the millions of other people or God, the people who relied on this before this stuff happened. And now you have everybody else who doesn't know how to like, I don't want to say like section your money out or plan for it, but like, you know, besides all the other stuff, more or less, I was living paycheck to paycheck too. So like an, an interruption like this or even just like a week just, waiting period. Statistically, 80% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, Cody. So Yeah, it's like 80% can't handle a, like a $400 uh, crisis or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the idea of like, I'm going to learn a foreign language during this. Uh, what, the, what the fuck is your life that you are not working <laughs> now and are so unworried about money? Because I, one thing I was going to say is I'm sure a lot of the people that were laid off from, from physical stores are the people that have been delivering my packages, like bringing me food when I order it, you know, bringing me groceries. And I try and tip nicely because I, because I appreciate the service that people provide. But, you know, that's – a lot of people don't have the, the time for self-improvement. Like a lot of people got to fucking hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah it's more the thing that i see more because i don't know my friends list is pretty curated at this point um, <laughs> <laughs> i i'm not afraid to drop people um a lot of what i see are people making the point that like they're like oh you work at a you know you work at a grocery store you're a hero and uh you know that's it's so heroic that you're risking yourself to to keep us uh you know, with food and other people saying like, no, that's not heroic. People work because they need it to pay for their, to pay for rent. Like these people are essentially hostages against disease because we need them to be for society to keep functioning. Mm -hmm. We need to Thank look them at by that. giving them a living wage is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We need a living wage. We need to look at, uh, if we want want this to be my political rant, we need a living wage. We need to look <laughs> at a, a guaranteed basic income. We need to look at finding ways to mechanize as much as possible so that when there are situations in which it is hazardous for people to work, we're not forcing them to work anyway so that they can fucking have money to pay somebody. It's all just fucking, it's all the circular logic of capitalism, the 
Okay, the, the government buys a bunch of medical supplies and then gives them to companies to sell back to people. Like, the fucking stupid logic of how capitalism works in, in the modern world. I don't understand what's happening on Cody's screen. He turned it up to 11 for a minute. I got that <laughs> bit. <but laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, revolution. Is, I was trying to think of like what, what uh, like really impressive hand signs that I could do. And the thing that came to my mind first was the Run the Jewels logo. So I was like, oh, that looks aggressive. <laughs> I love Run the Jewels. <laughs> Me too. Well, you had I enough would, of this I shit? Recommend, oh, I recommend the video for DJ Shadow featuring Run the Jewels for uh, Nobody Speak. If, if anyone yeah, wants oh my God. That, that well, we're, encapsulates we're about... my fucking attitude towards politicians <laughs> these days very well. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I can't. I've wondered. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I've wondered. I've already like looked a couple of times, and I don't want a, uh, I don't want a playlist of like ironic sick songs for the uh, coronavirus thing. I have like that revolution radio playlist ready to go. That's all the stuff like run the <laughs> all the America rise up songs if it gets to that point. <laughs> That that honestly seems far more likely at some point in time, like that I'll need some marching songs than yeah. anything else really. I hope that people learn a fucking lesson from this and from not accepting that just because society works a certain way currently, that that somehow is the logic that justifies itself and that the systems we I, uh, need to be functional. I saw a really good, I think maybe it was uh, other Girl Talk host, uh, Jessica, maybe shared an article that was like, everybody prepare yourself because we're about to get gaslit by pretty much like every major company in America. And it talks mm -hmm. about like the whole marketing thing. Like if you look now, like all businesses like Domino's and McDonald's and Subways have changed their entire ad campaigns around this whole stay home mentality. But in a couple of months, regardless of if it's safe to do it or not, all of those marketing people are going to shift the tide and it's going to be like the, oh, you know, we need to get back to work. Somebody's going to start that second wave and you're going to feel obligated to do it to, you know, fit in or to be productive again. And I don't know. It was just interesting to, to think about like, hey, like we use this time to collectively agree there was a bunch of shit that like we need to fix and change don't uh don't fall back into normalcy or complacency about it just because things have slightly changed or returned yeah and instead of focusing on i'm not going to name names one political figurehead that you want to put all your hopes in fucking hold everybody's feet to the fire <laughs> and say you want to stay elected fucking fix it fix a system don't fix, fix a an individual problem. Oh, or we could firebomb the whole thing. I'm cool with that too. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Somebody well, somewhere in Oklahoma or Arkansas is definitely working on some some planet-sized uranium something. You know, <laughs> Oklahoma is. A couple of bad days away from being the stand. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I was talking to my mom. Their preparedness is, like their death rate is apparently 4% and up. Oof. They've done such a poor job. 
They uh I'm fucking grateful that we had an administration in this state that were at least didn't have their head entirely up their ass. Well, and even still we had to have somebody sue somebody else to make oh, yeah. sure people weren't gathering. They almost had to send cops to churches over stuff like that this week. At least it's the finer points. Like in Oklahoma, apparently the governor still has an issue to statewide stay home order. Ooh, yeah. My that's... mother says that it's called that they call it the safer to stay home, where they're like, well, if you're in an area where there's been any coronavirus, you should probably stay home, but we're not going to do anything. <sighs> yeah. It's a fucking disaster waiting to happen. One state away. The uh, another another meme I saw was the one where they were like, where they keep saying, you know, like you feel like you're the, you know. The, the kids getting ready for recess, but there's one naughty kid or a couple of naughty kids that keep like holding the rest of us back, even though we all want to. Like, oh. <laughs> you get, I'm, I'm, I'm terribly misquoting it, but you know which one I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, I get. I haven't seen specifically that, but I get what you're saying. Like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> stop misbehaving, mm-hmm. so the rest of us can go back to recess. <laughs> you know. Uh, hey, we're all getting a thousand dollars. Woo. Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to do you do something productive instead of just ranting on this. I'm going to use this platform for the idea that I had for that. What I plan to do with mine, since I'm still working and my income hasn't really changed, I don't think this is probably something Cody could do. Or I don't, I don't know, or if your income has changed enough. Uh, well, I, I just, I mean, the only, I only lost my part-time job. My full-time yeah. gigs are fine. Like my plan is to donate a quarter of my check to charities to help people in need. Uh, in particular, I'm going to help. There's a big crisis right now in uh, abuse resource centers because with the stay-at-home orders, uh, domestic abuse sufferers are kind of getting it the worst of all because they're in a damned-if-you-do situation where they're being told to shelter in place with people who don't have their best interests at heart. Uh, me and Haley were talking about that today, actually, as well. Yeah. My mother's involved with working in that stuff, and it is a crisis, and money needs to be had to help people. So it's, that's my plan is to donate a quarter of that because, I don't know, why not? Sure. And um, if you can spare it, maybe make it a thing. Yeah. Make it, everybody, if we, everybody donates a quarter of that to help that's fortunate enough to not have lost income to all of this donates a quarter of it, then maybe we can make the world slightly better in a measurable way. Uh, I didn't have that specific charity in mind, but um, the thought that has ran through um, my head is uh, I was going to take some portion of it, and I I haven't decided on a percentage or or anything like that, but um, I have some artist friends who lost Mm. like their whole career because the con season doesn't exist anymore, the, the comic book convention season. Uh, and so I was going to commission something or, or start, you know, like do a prepaid on a Patreon for a year or something to try and uh, get some yeah. more direct action to people who I know are, are directly hurting. Um, so That's that was... Thing is a lot of people who do those sorts of things, like artists, and, and they need that income, and it's, they have no way of getting it now. So that's uh that was my plan for some of the money, but uh we we hadn't talked me and her hadn't talked about any 
percentages or anything yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's, it's I mean. Just my... No, 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 yeah, it totally, like, as the, me and Haley also, like I said, had a, a conversation a little bit about this, too, about, you know, how much of it should we potentially save, you know, out of that, because, you know, other countries have already gotten more or at least the confirmation that they will receive multiple and all we have gotten is you know the weeks that it took to finally get this one through the gate so mm-hmm. we have that conversation back and forth of like should we save it should we not and at the end of the day part of the whole reason you're getting it is because it's up to you like the the cycle of life has been just so disrupted that it's something that can either be it's you to take a small break if that's paying off bills if that's buying some entertainment for you to stay at home or exactly if you have like that extra source you know uh sources of income or that resource to spare like charities or yeah exactly like the con scene artists people like that there's definitely and it doesn't even just have to be artists like that there's all sorts of other things too besides just commissioning somebody to do like a drawing or things like that there's musicians out there who aren't big deal musicians who had to cancel tours there's local craft vendors you know you could buy a brand new set of clothes from somebody that you know is like that's their like source of income or get a fucking hand embroidered pleather tassel jacket which definitely wasn't something that i had looked at well, I was I was gonna say that it went awful specific real fast there. <laughs> yeah, I definitely there was there is somebody in Lawrence locally that uh, does some really cool embroidery like work just straight into jackets and different stuff like that that they get like recycled. But I was like, ooh, the drip, the drip on that would be cool. <laughs> I'm just imagining like you walking in with this like circa <laughs> 1992 jeans jacket with the tassels on it. That, like, I, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Gonna I, be really uh, funny. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say what's going to be really funny is like two or three years after this and all the people with like these very, uh, not necessarily explicit but very like abrasive like stay home shirts or all this other stuff about like stay away from me it's like six feet back like you're killing me by not staying home it's like what is it oh that's right it was the oh that was the big 2020 thing that thing yeah people will collect uh stay at home merch (laughs) here's my coca-cola memorabilia wall i mean i i do have a I do have a small regret that I haven't been sort of more or at all um, sort of like journaling this or like, like keeping it down. Uh, And because like, to a certain extent, like, like, you know, uh, I asked my dad one time, like, uh, you know, like about where he was like during the moon landing or JFK and these like historical things. And his answers, you know, he didn't have anything written down. So his answers were always very much like, I was watching TV, just like everyone else. (laughs) And I was like, that's it. Your dad was a very honest man. Yeah, no, no. uh, You you had met my dad, and Mm -hmm. uh, you you can imagine him saying that very thing, I imagine. (laughs) 
a, a very Midwestern fella is how I would have described my dad. <laughs> He's, he was quintessentially Midwestern, yes. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'd be like, but dad, how, like, how were you feeling? Like, what was going on? And he's like, you know, he'd be very much like, well, I was watching TV and, um, I was sad. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, well, so I, I am a little like, I, I was like, man, I should have been, cause this is going to be a thing they're going to ask, you know, the kids are going to ask about like, what did you do during quarantine or whatever? And so far my answer is uh, not much different. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Speaking of quintessentially Midwestern, I was playing uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm. There's a line in it that struck me as a great summary of the Midwestern uh, male attitude. Is that at one point that the guy the guy says, "I forgot." Uh, it's, it's actually Mickey Mouse who says it, which is funny and appropriate. He says, uh, "I forgot. You should help other people before you ask other people for help." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." Point. <laughs> That's a little bit of Satanism too. Cough, cough. Oh wow. Well, it's it's healthy and unhealthy because like there's yes, you should be altruistic and that's the good part. The other part that I like about Midwestern culture that like just pitch in and don't make a big deal of it thing. But you should ask people for help when you need it. Yeah. Like it's the the don't ask people for help is toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. You can't help somebody else if you're down. in a bad situation. Yeah, you can't help somebody else if you're in a bad situation yourself. Yeah. You're not helping somebody else by offering like half of what you can spare or whatever or if yeah. that's not what i mean you, you know yeah no i know what you mean like like i said with, with the charity thing i'm not going to give away every cent that i make because i need to pay rent and i need to eat food and <laughs> I'm going right, to spend, yeah i'm planning on buying a board game with another part of it because right i like to have things well sue me local, uh but i'm going to spend some of it to too, help people. you know yeah Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that was a weird radio silence. Is that, is that enough uh, unexpectedly serious podcast for the week? Yeah, that was. I didn't expect it to go that direction, but uh, <laughs> I guess I knew the questions I was going to ask, so I don't know why I didn't think it wasn't going to. We do it for well, we it ends on, up where it ends up. On the, yeah, the episodes before this all happened anyways were the same kind of thing we were talking about how you know little by little it looked like we were about to hit that like quarantine stay at home issue and we we hit it and now it's been like <laughs> my laptop was missing but it's been like two weeks now since that happened so a lot of stuff has changed it's interesting to talk about to catch up but the things that we do and talk about on this show are for the most part uninterrupted by this we can still watch movies we can still read comic books sometimes the expediency of receiving those things has been a little bit interrupted as well but yeah well we'll get stuff past our hands though sure yeah we do (laughs) (laughs) i will be very curious because i i might actually re-listen i usually don't re-listen to our stuff because i don't like to hear myself talk uh, but I might listen to the Satan's Cheerleaders one when that one goes up because I am very curious as to where we were. Because oh, it was right at the beginning <laughs> yeah. of this. Like, if I recall the day we recorded that, Igora reminded me, that was the day you decided not to go to the trivia things that you were doing, Cody. Yeah. Because, uh, because things were getting bad enough to justify it. Yeah, at that point, I uh, I had a job that 
or my part-time job is hosting trivia and like uh, restaurants and stuff. And I hadn't, you know, business was still supposed to go on as usual. So I sent like uh, a text and like an email ahead to my boss. It was just like, Hey, uh, I'm going to, you know, my work's about to take a little bit of a break. I'm going to take a little bit of a break. And then like very shortly after, I, I want to say a day or two later, they sent a company-wide email that was basically the same thing. It's like, hey, nobody has to keep going if you want to. And your business hasn't said already that they are not going to be hosting trivia. You still can't. And then it was like less than two days later. And then all the restaurants shut down anyway. Yeah. It was like a week after that. I think it was the shutdown. Like a week and a few days was the our state shutdown. Mm-hmm. And the so restaurants came different before... Place. Yeah, the restaurants like in public places, I think were first before the rest of the businesses because we still stayed open at uh, our place for a, a couple of days after that. Because I remember they were like, oh, the, all the restaurants are closed. It's like, yeah, but you can still do delivery. Yeah. Delivery. So yeah, this will be, it'll be kind of funny that when people listen to this tomorrow, or I guess, you know, today, when you are listening to it now, you know, a week from today will be the Satan's Cheerleader Up All Night episode, and that'll feel a little like a, when oh, this will was then a looking be glass now? before. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, that? And, and in 40 years, I'll look back and I'll, I'll listen to this and I'll remember. And I'll go, oh, yeah. I was inebriated for a lot of that time. Yeah. Interesting days before the robot wars. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. It's good thing we got all our leather masks, though. <laughs> oh, did you uh, did you see uh, my Facebook post earlier this week where I was like, uh, I, I was walking around the grocery store and everybody was in the like, you know, in the masks and and there was like empty shelving like behind people. And I was like, I was like, holy crap, I didn't realize we'd get to Mad Max incrementally. Like it just sort of felt like yeah. it would be. And Josh made a good point that like the first movie does sort of indicate incremental change, but the first Mad Max is exactly what happened. <laughs> like, like there's a gas crisis, and gradually people start abandoning responsibility, and and lawlessness rises. Yeah. The the website that Haley and I, or one of the websites that Haley and I uh, watch anime on, the banner ads on the side are usually fantasy online games or pornography, and now they are literally all like hilariously variations of the same wording of get by our coronavirus proof masks. Like every <laughs> single one of them has something that specifies, Oh, these are COVID-19 proof. <laughs> My favorite, uh, here's the sign. Of, this may, maybe this will be the last one because we do need to wrap up, but my favorite, uh, <laughs> shitty directed video <laughs> studio full moon. Uh, very rapidly pushed into production and released something called uh, Corona Zombies oh. on their streaming <laughs> channel, which I might watch tonight when we're done with this. Wow. Because I want to see what the fuck they think they're doing. I've seen enough full moon productions and know enough about this history that I wonder if there was a literal unnamed zombie thing that was like somewhere here and they were like, oh, we could put a different title on this one and just send it out. 
A lot of reviews compared it to What's Up Tiger Lily, so I'm wondering if it's a redub of existing footage. Because they produced Ooh. it in like a month. It has to be something. <laughs> I'm sure that is only the most highbrow and auteur of filmography. Might be my favorite thing the next time we do a live uh, <laughs> when we do the, the bikini bloodbath record. So uh, because of all of this talk about toilet paper, I noticed something weird this week that I had never noticed before. I was looking at, at my roll of toilet paper and I was mm -hmm. like, that's kind of weird. I thought that these, uh, the, the, that these were sort of wider uh, things. And so I compared it to another roll of toilet paper we had in the house. Turns out the toilet paper that we use is friggin' like almost a half an inch <laughs> shorter <laughs> like, it's the rationing has begun. Yeah, I well, it it it, that's it, how they it, get you. it puzzled me for a second because I was like, that's not that's not the right size. Like toilet paper is wider. Um, how was one of those Kirkland? What's that? How is your TP situation? Oh, uh, we had bought a, a twenty four pack like before the world went to hell, um, and. So we didn't, uh, we we did not uh, choose to to buy any more because we were like other people need it, <laughs> you know. What just happened? I don't know why. It's not like you could hear her, but like he just army crawled off the ground. Oh, I it's thought that was a get cat. Out of the <laughs> we don't have a cat <laughs> crawling on the floor to not be the visual shot of our audio podcast. <laughs> I'm Aww. so glad that I, I got that though. And we'll have to save this so I have footage of that too. It's really funny. I was That's like, awesome. I heard I something and I turned around and she was like literally full on the ground, like in a snake pliskin pose. And she like kind of looked back at me. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, that's a good way to end it. So let's. Uh... Yeah. Let's talk about how you can get all of the podcasts and other assorted nonsense at uh, thatpodcastproductions.fireside.fm. Uh, if you want to search us on Facebook, you can find us at That Podcast Stays Up All Night Slumber Party. Uh, we're on Instagram someday when uh, when the world is free again. Uh, we're on Twitter. Cody, where are we at there? Uh, Twitter is uh, at thatproductions. If podcatchers are your thing, you can uh, find us at That Podcast Productions on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, or you can just add us to the RSS feed on your website. Uh, who does our art, Cody? Oh, speaking of which, if you are looking for a way to spend some of that stimulus money, check out uh, the artist who did our podcast logo. Her name is Abby. You can find her at her official art Instagram is at RosariArt, R-O-Z-A-R. I A R T Rosari Art, and uh, that is definitely somebody who has been drastically impacted by this. Uh, her job was cut several months short and had to come back. Uh, she actually was in Italy, and uh, that is somebody who has had to deal with uh, lots of hassle and <laughs> different uh, treatment as all of this stuff has gone down. But uh, she's a fantastic person and could definitely use a little bit of commission money if you want to throw that their way. It seems to have dodged the bullet on, on attraction, thankfully. But uh, if yeah. you've seen our logo, you know how awesome the art is. So if you need a logo for something, go to her. 
and she has already been getting some commission work from some other people. Like I said, just because of the whole thing, people also know that she does art and that, you know, somebody local that you could help with a little extra pocket change. If you got that, maybe get a new Twitter icon or a social media avatar or something like that. It would be really cool. Simple thing. Simple thing. Hey, uh, how about the sister podcast, Josh? Hey, if you like girls and you like comics and you like underrated new wave band Talk Talk, you should listen to our sister podcast, Girls Talk Comics. It's the best short comics podcast that we are affiliated with. Oh, and sadly, it has nothing to do with uh, mixed artists girl talk. Go to girlstalkcomics.fireside.fm today. Go there. I thought that was a pretty good one. No, that's that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, the girl, uh, the girl talk joke never gets old, and I oh, mean, it, I will it, never not make that joke. Yeah, I, I have sworn to it on the podcast. I will not be made a liar. <laughs> oh, no. All right. What's, what's uh, happening? I, I, I switched to the script screen. <laughs> oh, they, they couldn't see you. She she came back and her head was totally in frame for a little bit, and then uh, that was the the sound that got picked up by my mic was her exact. She was like, "Wait, was I in shot?" And I was just like, "Yeah." Ah. <laughs> Have you told her that we're not recording the video? That's uh, <laughs> I don't think she. We're not using I mean, it anyway. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I talked about it enough though, so it's it's in the show. <laughs> Oh, all right, Josh, what's coming up next time, Next go around? You said the schedule changed a little bit. Yep. Next week, we'll be finally dropping the long-awaited episode of That Podcast Stays Up All Night on 70s exploitation horror film, Satan's Cheerleaders. Will it be worth the wait? No. no it won't. <laughs> uh, and, and the week after, we'll bring you a special, That Podcast Should Have Stayed Up All Night, uh, with the ridiculous modern bikini slash murder slash classic theater crossover that no one was clamoring for bikini bloodbath shakespeare oh boy that sounds it's riveting cool. do you guys even remember what happened in that not at all there we go oh yeah unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> well that'll that'll do it uh until uh until next time keep your units on you kids i guess right <laughs> you're not going to do the, the virus related jokes I wrote for the outro oh do we have a oh I wrote you outro jokes oh I, I didn't my bitches. oh hang on a second <laughs> yes do yes, we all I have will. our own should I pull it up <laughs> alright here I, I had look. I'm sorry oh you do have a closing thing I'm sorry did you not see my closing I thought you were reading from the closing script no I was <laughs> I was reading from an older script because I didn't know you had put anything else in here other than the opening bit <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, oh yeah until next time keep your hands washed and your coronas ice cold with a twist of lime which is a message I can get behind <laughs> That's great. Oh, that was fun. <laughs>